Patricia Blaine was 12 years old, living in Carlisle, Cumberland, when the war broke out, which they had anticipated for a long time. She had four brothers and sisters, and they all sat round the wireless and listened to the Prime Minister, Mr Chamberlain, tell the nation that they were now at war with Germany. Britain wasn't really prepared for war, and they were all very frightened. Their imaginations ran wild as stories of how Hitler and the Nazis were behaving in the countries they had occupied in Europe. So began their preparations for war. At home they had to buy blackout curtains for the windows and they were given ration books for the essential food. Then they were given gas masks which had to fit and work properly. It was organized like an election campaign. It was done in alphabetical order and each family had to go to a school or hall to be fitted with a gas mask. After they were all fitted with their gas masks, they had to go to a gas mask testing station for testing. They were put with about 12 other people in a shed. They all had their gas masks on and then tear gas was pumped into the shed. All through the war, people were constantly tested to make sure they didn't forget their gas masks. For example, a van would be outside a factory or school and as people and children came out, the people in the van would throw tear gas bombs at them. Her sister Doreen was once caught out without her gas mask on. Her eyes were swollen for days. Essential foods went on the black market and if you couldn't afford them, you did without. Her father served in the First World War and as a bandsman and then as a stretcher bearer in France and Belgium. So they didn't expect him to go off in this war, but he did. In 1941, he enlisted to the Air Force, much to, to the regret of them all, as her mother was left with five children to look after and the allowance for servicemen was very small in that period. <coughs> her eldest sister Doreen wasn't was working in a factory making tins and Patricia went to work at Cars Biscuit Factory. As the war progressed, lots of things were happening. Refugee children from Poland, Hungary and Czechoslovakia arriving in their city of Carlisle. The children were to be fostered out. Later when the bombing of the big cities in England started, the children from Newcastle were evacuated to Cumberland. They had a week off school while the children were billeted at various homes. At home, their lives were becoming more and more difficult. Her mother had to go to work, food was scarce, clothes were on coupons, they couldn't afford to buy things as their earnings went into keeping the home. She never wore stockings all during that period, and most of their clothes came from by second-hand shops. Their mother found it very hard to go to work and to look after a large family and cope with all the deprivations of war. Planning meals must have been dreadful for her. Some days all they had to eat was powdered potatoes and powdered tomato soup for their one and only meal of the day. There were no luxuries like sweets, chocolates or cakes and they forgot what fruit tasted like. Their home, which had always been nice, warm and well maintained, became shabby, unhappy and cold. Nothing could be replaced. Their bedding, their bedding became as thin as paper and they were never warm in winter. The towels were in rags and as for carpets, they forgot about them. War destroys family life, but they, like many others, had a lot to be thankful for. They all survived, some for better, some for worse. She was a teenager working in a bar when the war ended. For weeks they were singing and dancing around the town hall. People were smiling and singing again. Then the demobilizing of the forces started, and soldiers, sailors and Air Force boys coming home from active service and from prison of war camps. She met a lot of them working in a bar. Some had limbs missing. Some she met had been prisoners in Burma on the infamous Railway of Death. Some came home to find no wives waiting for them, babies not belonging to them. Such is the aftermath of war. The dreadful...